homes today are like little cities full of different interneting boroughs, like the entertainment district in the living room or the virtual fitness center in the garage. And Xfinity Internet keeps it all running smoothly with reliable speed to power all your devices at once. You get coverage around town from the financial district home office to the spa. Xfinity Internet keeps your little city humming with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Find great offers and value today from Xfinity. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Chiefs First and Ten. You are here with JP and DJ. Oh, Nicole Hardman, touchdown. Uh, sorry, I'm actually re-watching the game right now. Um, <laughs> and he... <laughs> that was pretty impressive. Uh, I, I'm sorry, his name's Michael Hardman, right? Michael Hardman, and then or, you have... Or, Mike, or Michael. Yeah. Or Darwin Johnson. Or Darwin Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I think but, I even heard them say... Then they said Michael Hardwin <laughs> at one point. Um, they know... They knew no one's name. That's what I was like blown out of the water. I mean, I don't know who was giving them their script. They, you know, I had a fan one day tell me, well, you guys need somebody to give you like script, you know, like, you know, names and look up names really quick because sometimes, you know, it lags and it's like, yeah, you're right. You know, we, you know, there's times that we're talking about other teams and we don't know their name right off the bat, but for Christ's sake, these are fucking announcers. <laughs> well, no well they were, they were close, but close yeah. is a lingerie shop without a front window. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, we are going to have a uh, interesting show. We're going to announce the winner of the uh, the giveaway, and uh, also which somebody, which somebody leaked on social media a few yeah, months ago. I don't understand that. I don't. I don't know, I who don't know how people don't know find out shit. These who, fucking who insiders. <laughs> I'm telling you, these insiders are getting ridiculous now. We might right. just. I'm going to have to start blocking these these wannabe insiders. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, you should do that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's go over some of these players. Um, I think uh, there was a lot of chatter after the first preseason game about uh, Darwin Johnson there. <laughs> and um, he, uh, Thompson, I'm just teasing, he really stepped up. I think that, again, kid, yeah. I mean, the second time in a row, he's just been, he put, Hyde to shame, and I've never been a big fan of Hyde. You haven't been a big fan of Hyde. No. You know, it's been been uh, well known for both of us, but uh, nobody has. No, no. I mean, you, there's a couple guys on Twitter that are Chiefs uh, fans, I guess, if you want to say that, and they have been all hyped on him. And in fact, uh, one of the outlets had posted last week they thought he could be eventually be a starter, <laughs> and this guy just blew him up, you know I mean? It just kind of lost it on him for no reason. And I thought, what the hell? I mean, this kid played his ass off. And what nobody understands, yeah, he's small. He weighs 200 pounds, five foot eight. But yet he's as strong, if not stronger, than guys three or four inches taller and another and, 20, 30 pounds on him. And l- let me let me say something that people, are, people will think is stupid. And so that's why I'm putting this caveat out there. I am not saying he's like these guys, but there's for the size for him being five foot eight and 200 pounds, there's precedent for really good to great to legendary running backs 
being that size. Exactly. Uh, Barry Sanders was that size. Yeah. Emmett Smith was that size. I am not saying that he's going to be either one of those guys. So please do not <laughs> take those words and say that. What I'm saying is him being 5'8", is, like, I thought his like ceiling was Darren Sproles, but Darren Sproles is 5'6". Like, he's yeah. shorter than that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Tariq Cohen from the Bears is, five, I think, 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, like, Thompson is really really good right now yes yes and and we've seen him in a couple different situations uh he's gotten more reps lately with i think the ones in practice uh at the end of training camp so i I, i'm not ready to put him there in there as the number one running back i like damian williams a lot but number two i'm i'm sold for that oh i am too i think uh in fact i think you're probably going to see carlos Hyde on the cut cutting or the chopping block really quick i'd be surprised if he isn't yeah, and uh, I, I I do see him as number two right now, and eventually maybe by <laughs> I would give it up to maybe game five. He might be the number one. Um, you know, he takes the outside route extremely well, and he's fast. My God, and he does. He's not scared to throw a block. I mean, no, he, and he's, he's hard to bring down. He's he very hard, hard to bring, bring down. down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he gets in in between the tackles, and and you can't really see him. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where he just disappears and then he pops out of nowhere and he's, man, he's, he's got, uh, he's definitely got the speed and the strength to, uh, do his job. Um, but anyway, uh, I think he's going to be by mid season. I think he's probably going to be a starter. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah, maybe like, I want to say about two weeks. I said on Twitter that I thought, he would have a, a major role uh, or a significant role by week seven or eight. Yeah. Um, I think I watching him in preseason, and I know it's preseason, people are looking at it and say, oh my God, you're going crazy over preseason. Yeah, whatever. You know, Cream Hunt did really well in preseason, and then Ware got hurt, and we saw what Cream Hunt did. So for running backs in this offense, it's not, it's not overhyped to look at them and say, wow, they're, they're doing some crazy stuff in base offense because they're really not running a regular offense. They're doing base packages. So just seeing what he's done, I would accelerate that. And I would say, I would be surprised if he's not playing a significant role by the first few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got a, he's got the potential that's for sure. And I think he's got the, uh, he definitely has the mindset and the will to succeed and he's fighting for that position. I mean, he wants that position. So I, I, I just, I, I really like the way that kid plays. Um, Nicole Hartman, a beast, um, just an absolute beast. And even in the base packages, he comes out and he plays hard. One thing that I'm going to lay to rest right now for all the Chad Henney fans out there, go, <laughs> go find another team to root for anyone that wants to post that are even utter the words that Chad Henning should be starting over Patrick Mahomes should be well, smacked around a little bit. That's that was that was parody, right? I mean, I don't think it was. Um, that's just stupid. I've seen this numerous. If times that's not parody, and, that's like the dumbest. I mean, I've seen a lot of dumb things on social media, but if, if people are actually suggesting that they are, <laughs> well, it's like that Cisneros. 
kid, whatever the hell that guy's name is. From oh, God. That Denver fan that posted that yeah. 45 out of the 50 touchdowns were on short, under four-yard passes from Mahomes. That's so much bullshit because he, he was ranked highest in over 20-yard passes last year. So we're, I don't know where this guy comes up with his ignorance. He just loves to – you know, the sad part is, is I think people – they fall into the trap, you know, a lot of times. It, it happens to the best of us. We all fall into the trap at some point or another to where he's looking for – it's clickbait, and he looks for it, and he's he's got a lot of jealousy inside of him because he knows his team sucks. And so he's going to, you know, ride and ride, and he's as long as people give him what he wants, he's going to continue to do those things. But he knows well, in his mind that Mahomes is the best out there. He knows that. Yeah, well, you know, I think – if we're talking about the same guy, I think yesterday I was engaged in a conversation with him where he was, enjoy your team that chokes in the playoffs. And I said, well, enjoy your team that's going to choke for a third or fourth place for the next 15 years. Yeah, that's him. Same guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely the same guy. Um, Twitter yeah. has a, a way of, you know, certain people know how to get under other skin. And it just is what it is. It's kind of comical to some degree, but... Was you know like I've told many people over the years, the longer you follow them, which I don't understand why you would ever follow somebody that way. It's like people that follow T.J. Carpenter. Why? Why would any respectable Chiefs fan follow that guy? I don't understand. He's a scumbag. He was fired from Kansas City. Um, yeah. He's where he's at now because he was fired from Kansas City. And weirdly enough, I know you're in Chicago, but a lot of times that's where they go. I mean, if you notice, Brooke, Brooke Pryor was up there um, basically doing an on-air interview um, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I sent you the picture. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I told- Having a cocktail after work, and yeah. I, I, I saw her on air. I was like, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> Comcast for Chicago. Yeah. Well, you know, Brooke Comcast Pryor. is struggling right now, so. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, there, I don't, and yeah, you know, the TJ Carpenter thing, like I, I would respond to him and, and now I got to the point where I'm like, why? Yeah. Cause he's so, he's irrelevant. He's he really irrelevant. is. No, he's not. He's irrelevant. Completely no. irrelevant. If you so. actually look at any of his tweets and I've, and I've seen it, he posted a bunch of his Denver followers, um, had asked him something about the Chiefs and he said, the only time I ever say anything is when Chiefs fans will respond. I love getting a rise out of him. And they're Bro, and they're very easy. whole game right now. Oh, it is. And he said they're. Very I don't even know easy. if he has. A, does he have a job right now? I don't know. Um, I really don't. I, th- I think he's. I don't know if he's still with that, the TJ Carpenter show or not. I don't know. Um, but the sad part is, is that he gets exactly what he wants. And when he says, "I do it," he says, "I mute the Chiefs fans when I don't when it's something I don't want them to see." Like when he praises Patrick Mahomes, which I've seen him do. And when he praises something that, or that if he talks negative about Denver, which he has said numerous negative things about Denver, but he mutes it for Chiefs fans and other fans in the AFC West because he doesn't want them to know that he's doing this. But then in the in the next sentence, he'll say, and I do this because I unmute it when I want to slam the Chiefs because I get such an easy rise out of Chiefs fans because they're so easy to rile up. So... All you Chiefs fans out there that listen to us, remember that TJ's doing it just to get under your skin. If you ignore him and don't acknowledge his tweets, he'll stop. So just like everybody else that posts negative things, they do it because for some reason people love trolls. 
so they follow in that footstep. But anyway, um, how did you like? Uh, how did you like the way the defense uh, played for the for the most part? And, and I thought it was good. You know, there's one. <laughs> uh, you know, I I tweeted out yesterday that I'm I'm okay with cutting all of our number 34s on the team. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I still stand by that yeah. because her Miller, God bless him. I, he, he got he gets burned a lot. He got burned the first game. He got burned this game. Uh, he's just not that good. Um, just watching Henny fumble. Uh, yeah, that was right there. Uns- that was bad. Uh, it was hard. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but I like I liked Okafor get a sack. Um, I liked. Oh, he looked Thornhill good again. Yeah, Thornhill, yeah, Thornhill. Yeah. I thought looked really well. I know uh, Honey Badger got hurt. He's fine. Not, sign- not yeah. significant. Not significant. Like yeah. he's, he's fine. They just why push it? He's twenty-seven years old. There's no reason for him to be out there. No. no. Um, and I think the reason why Mahomes wasn't out there very long is because Pittsburgh was blitzing like it's the regular season. Yeah, they just. <laughs> I think they, they just wanted to hurt him. I mean, that was just all. Yeah. You know, they were like, let's just the whole game. Yeah, they, and they so, were expecting that. So you know, I think Andy Andy made a good choice. He's like, forget this shit. Yeah. Like, Taking him out of the game. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> happened. I mean, but... forget the people that love uh, Henny. <laughs> if someone's gonna get hurt out there, it's gonna be Henny, not the whole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, and that was the whole thing. I mean, it, it was kind of strange, and it's not strange for me, I guess, because when you really look at the grand scheme of things, that's their mo. You know, Pittsburgh's always been that type. Let's, you know, if we're not that great, you know, or we've got a threat to us at any point during the season. While we're in preseason, if we get the chance to play that team, let's just go ahead and knock their quarterback out. Because, you know, their their coach is not going to expect it because that shouldn't be happening right now. So, uh, they. What do uh, you think about? I, well, I know what you think. This is kind of a rhetorical question. What do you What did you think about Sorensen? He needs to go. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, but look, the kid's got heart. I'll give him that, but he is not good. I'm not trying and he, to be, and he causes us a lot of penalties. A lot of watched, penalties. I just watched what he just got. Yeah. Yeah. Um in the first half. Yeah, in the first half he got helmet to helmet. Yep. And it's really I just I don't see what anyone else sees in him. And maybe I mean I'm not a coach. Um never claimed to be, but he's not done any he's not done much for what, three years now? And I don't see him doing much in that position. I, I can't see him doing any better than he has. Um, Although, you know what? That was, a, I'm, I'm looking at the replay of that, that personal foul. That was bullshit. It was a bullshit call, but like he, he did, he did, he did not like, he tried to avoid hitting him like helmet to helmet. Like it was shoulder. It was. Oh, and then Ward got an interception. I love that. I love that. <laughs> hey, for all you people that sat there and slammed Ward last week. I did. Yeah. Remember I what I said. Remember what I said. It took him a I little was. while last year to get acclimated. And it's his second year in the league. Give the guy a chance. He's very good. He just needs a little time. And I think you're going to, fi- everybody's going to find out that he's going to end up being one of the premier corners in the league. I hope so. I, 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 really I, I think so. I, I can see it in him. He's got the drive. He's got the determination. And he wants to to play well. There's times I see with him, it seems like, especially early on, he gets almost to the point of confused. 
And I can almost understand that if anybody has ever played the game or even close to being um, at a high, high, high speed style of football. Uh, it's difficult when you've got, when you're new and you're coming out of, you know, you're going into a system that's just, you know, it's changed on you immediately. And, you know, he did pick it up pretty quickly last year. After his first game, he had a great season after that. He didn't have a bad season. So for his, for the amount of games that he played, I should say. And, yeah. uh, oh, he, he played well. Yeah. And I think he's going to play well again. Um, I am hearing rumors that they're going to sign another veteran cornerback. Um, they're looking to sign him before the beginning of the season. Season. Um, that's what they're looking to do. I can't say that they're going to do that because it all, you know, everything has to work out. But they are looking at three different CBs. You're not Therese right Taylor. You can't say. Well, oh, I can't say that. You're right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the. Uh, you know, the guru. Which, by the way, I love Torres Taylor. Oh, I do too. But you know, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's been an ongoing thing between myself and one other. Um, uh, I I don't even know what he is actually at this point. But uh, regardless, it doesn't matter. Um, people can say. Well, it's like it's like some of the people that were arguing today about how Carlos Hyde, like people don't see it because they watch the film of Carlos Hyde and. He, if he could do one pass protection play, it's worth it to have him on the team. That's silly. It is silly. I mean, it is He's, silly. We we know who Carlos Hyde is. He yeah. is. We know his ceiling. Yeah, his ceiling is bad. It is, and his floor could could be worse. It, exactly. Um, yeah. His, he he <clears throat> averages less than four yards per carry. Yeah. Throughout his entire career, fumbles. He's not a good. He's not a good pass catcher. No. He fumbles. Yep. He fumbled yet. Let's go. Kids' days are filled with adventure, and Go Go Squeeze is there for every run, jump, step of the way. Made from wholesome ingredients like 100% fruit and veggies, real yogurt, and no artificial anything. In Go Anywhere pouches, so our kids can keep going wherever their adventures take them. Go Go Squeeze, you make the memories, we'll make the snacks. Find us in the applesauce aisle. Let's go. Yep. He's just not that good. Um, he's really not. I don't mind that she. I don't mind that she is taking a flyer on him because he's a bigger bag. Let's see what he got left. But you got they they I think they signed him before they draft. Well, I know they signed him uh, before they drafted uh, Darwin Thompson. They did. And if Thompson is playing as well as he is, which he is, that makes it easier to get rid of. Um, Hi, it is. I mean, they're gonna. I, I can probably see him on waivers pretty quick, but or being waived pretty quick. But uh, I, I, you know. They felt like they needed a running back, and everybody lost their minds when they, you know, when we signed him. Oh my God, what the hell are they doing signing a running back? We got, you know, we got Williams, we got Williams, we got this. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we got. You know? <laughs> um, it doesn't. Oh, matter. you want you want to you want to you want to add as many guys as you can, and then you can cut them. Exactly. I mean, you want to diversify and see what you got to make this team better, and that's what they did. And there might be guys they can cut in the next couple of weeks that we can pick up. You don't know. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, and you know, I mean, what if, what if, what if a LeGarrette Blount gets uh, cut? Exactly. Um, w- w- would you rather have Carlos Hyde or would you rather have Blount? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a no brainer. <laughs> so, I mean, I think know. so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to get cut, but if he did get cut, I would rather have him than Carlos. Hyde. Exactly. So, you know, they, they, and there's going to be, 
the sucky part about this whole situation with our team, especially right now, and I can't say this about any other AFC West team. I don't even know if I could say this about any AFC team. You've got such a group of talented players taking away, taking Carlos Hyde out of that equation. Anybody that gets cut on either side of the ball off this 53-man roster, you're going to see people explode because they all have their talents that are really higher than most teams have, whether it be first, second, third string, whatever. So it's going to be difficult when they start cutting people. Um, These guys know what they're doing, so everybody out there, you might want to calm down. If they do cut somebody that you're, you know, in love with, um, there's a reason behind it. And they've only got 53 spots. They only have so much money to spend. And they they know what they're doing. Andy's the best of the best when it comes to this. And I got to tell you, Brett Veach is doing a great, a phenomenal job as far as I'm concerned. Um, has he had his misses? Yeah. Every GM has their misses, you know, but I think he's doing a great job. I can't complain. Uh, every draft pick so far that I've seen on the field right now has stepped up in a tremendous way and picked up this offense and defense quicker than most guys have. So uh, fuck them if you don't like them. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, Which is it, it gets kind of silly because, you know, you look at his first draft and everybody's like, whoa, those guys aren't superstars yet. Like, you know what? <laughs> I, I, do, I, I don't know what we have in Breland Speaks. He's played he played pretty well the first game. Play, um, played well yesterday. Play, played well yesterday. Uh, you know, if you want to look at Dorsey's draft picks, like he had, he, he drafted Tano Passano where people were like, Oh my God! Why would you draft a guy in the second round? Yeah, um, and he's playing well this preseason for sure. Yeah, but people were last year saying like we should cut him. Um, so I'm not. Dorsey's a great. He's he's a great GM. He's not good at cap. He's not good at the cap. He is bad at that. He is bad at timing wise, signing guys um, and extending guys. Veach, I think. You can't you can't judge him on his first draft. No, you got to give him a couple drafts. Yeah. You have to give him a couple drafts. Yeah. And right now, I think most Chiefs fans, the majority of Chiefs fans, would say you're happy with the Hardman draft pick. You're happy with the Thornhill draft pick. Um, I think a lot of people like Saunders. I think a lot of people like Thompson. That's pretty damn good for <laughs> your second draft. Yeah, if you're going to take, especially if you don't have, a, especially when you haven't had a first round draft pick. Exactly, and. That's what people don't understand. Last year, he had a really shitty draft class. I mean, it's not like he went in, you know, and he had a fir- you know, a couple firsts, a couple, you know, he didn't have any of that. They, what, I think right. it, and the question is, and the question is, who did you, who did he take that he should have taken? Like, who did he, who did, who did he who pass? Did he take? Yeah, who did he pass? Right, on? who did he pass on? Nobody. Who did he pass on? Absolutely nobody. And I don't, I, I don't have it up. I don't have my laptop in front of me. But who did he pass on when he took speaks that were like, oh my god, how did he do that? And I got to tell oh, you something too. Bad. Look. Speaks right now, that is a perfect example of somebody that plays well in a different scheme, okay? He didn't have a great year last year, but fuck, nobody had a great year last year besides Jones and Ford. Everybody else had a decent year if they played their position and they actually stepped out of their 
comfort zone a little bit or their Sutton zone and actually made a play. But Ward is a good example of that. Speaks did not have a good season last year. It's it's a given. But for Christ's sake, man, he stepped up because he's in a different scheme. He's he's playing more to his abilities. And he actually has a, a DC out there that is hands-on helping him, a, a coaching staff that's helping him, and it's showing. So people have to give these guys some time, especially in this new scheme, and he's adjusting fairly well as far as I'm concerned. So I don't think he was a bad pick either. I really don't. Um, right now, I, I don't say that was a bad pick. I can't say that was. It's not. And, and by the way, essentially trading, because basically the, the trade was trading Ford for Frank Clark, I think it's going to be so good for the Oh, team. God, yes. Yeah, that was. And it's going to be bad, to be honest with you. It's going to be bad for San Francisco as far as getting D Ford. I mean, that was a. He's already hurt. Find, yeah, he's already hurt, which, I mean, that's what. What do you expect? I mean, he got a guarantee, and now he doesn't have to do anything. And that's exactly why the Chiefs did what they did. He traded high. Exactly. He traded his highest value. Yep. Which is is what we're supposed to do. Yep. And that was a smart move on Vita's part. And to be honest, I don't know that it would have... I'm not one of those people that come out and say, you just get rid of a guy because of one bad play, but... I thought it was going to be really difficult to have D Ford come back here after he. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I know. He essentially. <laughs> he, he, we were the reason he, that that one play cost us a chance at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like one play in a vacuum. Yeah, it's true. I know there. I know that we couldn't stop anybody. Like, we couldn't stop the Patriots on three third and tens. I get that, but we literally would have went to the Super Bowl. If D four didn't line up in the neutral zone, correct? Um, because he because he did not affect the play. Like he, if you watch that play, he was nowhere near Tom Brady. Yep. And Ward that's why I, was, I think like, it was, really I think it was Ward that actually intercepted the ball. It was Ward. Everybody <laughs> so, that hates Ward. It was Ward. Yeah. yeah. And I don't hate him. I really don't. I just I you know I'm 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 worried about him a little bit. I liked the interception yesterday. That was good. I'm gonna give him a chance. I'm not gonna be. But um, Herb Miller. Miller and Carlos Hyde, they can they can be cut. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Miller had I can't remember if it was yesterday. He stripped he he actually did get a fumble. He got uh, a fumble and he, yesterday and there was he a strip somebody. He actually he did didn't he stripped play somebody. horrible yesterday. It was just that he did get beat on a pass down the field. Yeah, he did. But Pretty I mean Sorensen look at I mean he had to pull a guy down with his pinky finger you yeah. know on a jersey I, tug. I mean Sorensen's kinda like He's one of those guys that Andy Reid likes because he can play safety, he can play linebacker, he can do a variety of things. He's not he's not great. He's I guess what do they call that? The uh, he's a rover. Yeah, he's he's master of none, but decent yeah, in a few. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's really is what he is. Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't see him in the in, the, in that starting position. Um, I like Pringle a lot. I love that kid. Well, um, and you know he's making the team now because oh, unfortunately God, yeah. it sounds like Cam uh, tore his ACL last night, which sucks. Well, I, they haven't said it. They haven't come out and they said it. They haven't, but, but that's I, I think that's the consensus that, on 
Twitter right now is that I think did. they're I think they're waiting for him to go back <laughs> to Kansas City to get his MRI. Yeah, but it sounds like it's an ACL, which sucks because actually, what really sucks is, and I didn't realize this, but I actually did look at the the film on this, the All Twenty Two. He is really, really, really good on stuff. Oh, he's very good. He's very. So that's good. gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. That will really hurt us. If he actually tore it, yes. I mean, you know, yeah. right now it's it's kind of up in the air. He walked off. and He walked off, but he got carted off. Yeah, he got carted he off. off. Exactly. Yeah. So, and the only reason I think they carted him off is, you know, precautionary reasons. Because nobody, you know, a lot of times if you did tear it, you know, you don't want to be walking around on it, you know, and walking that far. But, um, you know, it was immediate from... You know, everybody's best friend out there, you know, oh, well, that's code. Uh, a, high, a knee sprain is code from Andy Reid for a torn ACL. Because at one point, Andy Reid said somebody had a sprained knee and it ended up being a torn ACL. So they think Andy Reid uses that for code lingo, which he doesn't. He's very transparent. But, you know, everybody's best friend out there immediately posted that. So, um, so now everybody assumes that he did tear his ACL, which he may have. But... It's not. And if he did, I think if he did, Pringle's definitely on the roster. And oh yeah. I think, and I think Cody Thompson is too. Yeah, I like Cody Thompson. I, 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 I can't say anything negative about him. The, the guy I think probably goes to the practice squad is Costas, because I haven't really seen anything from him this preseason. No, he hasn't been much of anything. Um, who do you think is going to take that backup or that second uh, quarterback position? Oh, it'll be Henny still. You think? Quarterback? Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, it'll still be Henny. You think so? They'll still have Henny there. Yeah, because... Here, let's face it, JP. <laughs> if, God forbid, Mahomes goes down, it, it doesn't matter who's quarterback at that point. <laughs> that is true. I mean... The season's over. The season's done, I mean, so, it's, yeah. it's... This isn't, you know, a couple... Two years ago when Mahomes was the backup to Alex Smith. Exactly. If Smith went down, we would have had a chance, of yeah. course. Yeah. But at this point, Honey is just there. He's, we're fucked. If we, yeah. <laughs> and I usually don't use that word on. Again. I know you don't. Well, we are You're fucked. Right. You're right. <laughs> we are You're right. <laughs> You're exactly right. I mean, it, there's no, um, there's no, no two ways about that. Um, I see, uh, I watched some of the Raiders game. Um, oh, yeah. I got to tell you, I mean, <laughs> they don't look they don't look that bad. I mean, they've got some playmakers on that team. Now, I think Antonio Brown is playing a game right now. I don't think, and I've said this before, I, there's something off with him right now. Um, when he's doing interviews, he's very other, other than his feet, other than his feet and his helmet and his, you know. Um, <laughs> Oh, those did you, feet look bad. <laughs> did you hear his helmet failed? Did you hear his helmet failed? I did test? not hear that. Yeah, his helmet. Oh, oh yeah. He announced that his helmet failed the test, and which I'm, I don't understand how it failed when every other helmet that's basically exactly the same passed, but somehow he came out. See, this is where his his the the way he contradicts himself throws everything off. In one sentence, he says, I don't know where they got all that shit. I didn't argue with anybody about the helmet. I don't care about the damn helmet. None of that's true. He said that in an interview. I watched the interview because he was talking to one of the sports, actually the sportscasters from Las Vegas. And then he turns around and says, well, my helmet failed the test, my new helmet. 
So he's he's playing games, and I don't know I don't know what the games are, but there's something going on with him, and I think we're going to see it come out in the long run. But um, right now, I don't know. He may play a couple of series, you know, when the season starts. The way they're talking is that he's able to play, which is amazing to me that he had, you know, frostbite so bad that he couldn't walk two weeks ago. And now all of a sudden he's up, he's able to play. And then it was a helmet issue. Then the helmet issue is gone. And John Gruden is just backing him up like none other. And so is Derek Carr for that matter, which, hey, you know what? I got to give it to him. At least I, I can say, you know, I'm not so up on John Gruden backing him up. I think Gruden should have been a little bit more stern in his interview and just said, hey, the guy doesn't want to play here. He doesn't have to play here. If the guy wants to do this, then he needs to just sit. You know, that's what a head coach does. Like Andy Reid did on basically with Chris Jones. You know, if you're not here, you're not going to learn anything. You know, right. and he was pissed. So, and, but then Derek Carr, oh, we love him. He's the greatest. You know, he's, it's AB and blah, blah, blah. Derek Carr, you suck. Okay. You're not a great quarterback. So for you to sit there and and say all these positive things about somebody that made you look stupid and your team looks stupid, it makes you look stupid on top of that. But the one thing I can say about Derek Carr is at least he did back up his teammate. He didn't pull a Baker Mayfield and cut down somebody true. and call somebody out. You know, the, he did what he was supposed to do. And he's very one thing about Carr. I don't I mean, I don't know the guy. I've never met him. He seems like a very cordial guy. He doesn't seem as arrogant as his brother does. I think his brother's arrogant too, as far as I'm concerned. But I, I think he's seems like a nice guy. He's just not that good. And he's not. He's for not. you know and and Antonio Brown's about to find that out because as much as you know, I look at Ben Roethlisberger and I think he's total dick. He is a dick. Um He's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. He is a better quarterback, yeah. And and so Antonio Brown's stats, in my opinion, will go down. Um, They will not be as good with Carr. Oh, God, no. God, no. I mean, the whole thing is you had a different team in Pittsburgh when you had other weapons that were able to offset and get Antonio Brown the ball. You don't have that so much in, in, in Oakland or in L.A. or wherever the hell they are. Um, so it's going to be a situation that A.B. is going to be targeted a lot, but he's going to be triple right. covered a lot. We're talking well. about we're talking about the Steelers have an elite offensive line. Exactly. Exactly. Um, they have an elite quarterback. They have a up and coming, potentially uh, elite uh, wide receiver and Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. Correct. Uh, Connor is really, really good. The The Raiders don't have that. I don't. Who's their running back right now? Who? Where? Doug Martin. I mean, you're talking about no. Is he the running back? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's Martin. So okay, he's not good. Um, and their wide receivers outside of Antonio Brown. I think they signed some guy from the Chargers. I think. Um, but I looked at that wide, uh, uh, the wide receiver group is not that great. Uh, the tight ends are not that great. The offensive line is 
not good. And Richie Incognito is there, which is laughable. <laughs> the football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net. The football season is here, and you can track the latest news, odds, and information at betonline.net. And while stadiums won't be full, game action will be loaded. Which players will step up to lead their team? Is there still a home field advantage? Will offense or defense dominate these early weeks of the season? Follow along at betonline.net as the top teams in football begin their journey to Tampa. Available online or your mobile device. Check out the site today. Bring the game home at betonline.net. And I was I was rewatching <laughs> this morning I was rewatching uh Hard Knocks, the second episode where Richie Incognito was trying to like give advice about what he's learned in uh, counseling. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like what? Uh don't suggest that you should go to your uh uh the funeral home and want to well, I won't even go there. <laughs> I won't even go there. I won't even go there. Um, Let's just say if if you're looking for Richie Incognito to be the, the 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 saving voice, the voice of reason, you're in big trouble. Yeah, exactly. And um, he was trying to like calm down a fight between the Rams and the Raiders during their joint practice, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. It's like an insane. Oh God. Well, I tell you, um, I. I we did a, a little, I did a poll, I don't remember when it was, um, a week ago or so, and I asked, I asked some people, um, this guy's cracking me up, uh, I get, you know, it's amazing to me, I don't understand, I get more messages, nobody knows we're doing the show right now, nobody knows that we're actually, you know, we're recording right now. But for some reason, I get more messages in the middle of recording the show than I get the five hours prior to it. I, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, uh, uh, I did a poll a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, about who would you rather have as far as wide receivers in the league right now. And I think I put up Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, um, Thomas, and then I put up Oh, God, who was the other one that I, I can't remember who it was? But weirdly enough, the other wide receiver that I put up, or the yeah, the other wide receiver I put up was like a, not a huge talent. I guess I'll put it that way. I mean, he's not like a, a well-known name. In fact, I can't even remember his name right now. And I just kind of pulled it out of my ass to see what would happen. And do you know that people actually picked him over Antonio Brown? And it wasn't just, yeah, and it wasn't just Chiefs fans. I mean, you know, it was fans from other areas in the league. Um, Brown, people, you know, he's 31 years old. He's had a couple of injuries. Um, not that 31 is, um, you know, ancient by any means, but when you're a wide receiver, it's, and you've had some injuries, and then you're a two year old um, mentally. 
there it's going to start weighing on your performances now something just so you know raiders gm gives ab an ultimatum from from our perspective it's time for him to be all in or all out that is directly from the gm of the raiders um he misses more practices over the helmet issue Antonio Brown confirms on Twitter his new helmet failed NFL safety test. So, here's my problem. You've got a guy that is a veteran wide receiver. And he is basically teaching these young rookie wide receivers the exact way not to be. And you got a head coach that's condoning it and letting it go. Yeah, that's what bothers me the most. The GM is doing the right the right thing right now by saying, you know what, either play or get the fuck on. I mean, that's yeah. just basically Mayak, what he's doing. I like I, I do like Mayak. Like I, I think he's a good yeah he's a he's a good talent and evaluator. He is, and um, I think he might be a little annoyed with with uh, Gruden right now because of letting that happen. You should be. If you watch Gruden, like the way he talks with the players, like it's, it's laughable. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't understand it. Here's what I would not be shocked with. And this will tell you a lot. What if the Steelers win the division this year without Antonio Brown and without Le'Veon Bell? Cause I think they can. Oh, I think so too. I think they can. And then, what would that say about Antonio Brown uh, and Le'Veon Bell? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they, they don't look horrible, and they have some decent rookies on that team. Um, I don't know that they're going to be – I mean, yeah, they have an op- They do have an opportunity to win that division this year. They went 9-6-1 and one last year. Um with Bell for the majority of the season. I mean, I'm sorry, with... Uh, well, without him, yeah. Without Bell with and Brown. with Brown. And then Brown and Brown gave up on his team the last game of the season. Yeah, the last game of the season. A, yeah, really was, good thing to do. Exactly. Just don't play the last game. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's always a... Uh, that's always a contract boost right there. Yeah. But, um... I, I... You know, Connor seems like a pretty good... I mean, I think he's turned out to Great be... Great story. Great story, but you know, overcame cancer. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think he's going to be, um, he's going to be a good, solid player. Is you know, barring any injuries for a long time. Um, I don't. I tell you what, their backup is actually good. Their backup quarterback's good. Um, I like that kid. And when they, you know, oh, Rudolph, Rudolph, yeah. And I think it's kind of yeah. comical when. When you know Roethlisberger was talking about one more year in the league, he was going to play at least one more season. Last year, he said, "I don't think I have it anymore. Maybe I just have to hang up my cleats." And then this year, or as soon as they drafted that that Rudolph kid, well, I'm going to sign an extension for four four or five years. I'm going to play another four or five years. So, you know, I think the the the, the worry kicked in and the jealousy kicked in because, hey, you know what? If I'm an organization and I hear my um, my head, you know, the, the leader of my team say, well, you know, I may, maybe I'm done. Maybe I can't play anymore. Then he says, okay, I'm going to play one more year. I'm going to go out and draft a fucking quarterback. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty obvious we're going to need one. 
And then he turns around and he says, well, I guess I can play another few more years. You know, I'll, you know, I got another four or five good years left in me. He really doesn't. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. But I don't think he's got another four or five years left in him. He's been beat up pretty bad. He has, you know, and I don't know if he loves the game as much. You know, say what you wanted about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady loves playing football. He does. Um, he does. That's obvious. I don't know that Ben Roethlisberger loves it as much as Tom Brady. Um, and he's definitely not as good a teammate as Tom Brady is. Oh, no. No, Brady. Tom Brady, because you can say whatever. You can you can call Tom Brady assistant quarterback. You can say that he and, – and, hey, look, I, I've – commented and said that I think it's 75% Belichick and 25% Brady. Um, but what you can't you can't uh, ever criticize is Tom Brady's devotion to his team and his um, willingness to go to bat for his teammates. You can always question that about Roethlisberger because he just, and that might be just, that, that might just be the locker room and the problem with Tomlin sitting, uh, or I'm sorry, Tomlin, um, where he just he lost that locker room last year. It was a disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had you had guys like you had Le'Veon Bell sitting out and saying, "I'm not playing um, because this is not fair." And I agree with him um, because what the the union agreed to with the the franchise tag is crazy and it disproportionately affects running backs. But then you had the union rep for the Steelers basically saying like. We don't need Le'Veon Bell. Screw him. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <wait>, what? <laughs> like, as soon as I heard that, and that was before the season started, I'm like, he's not playing this season. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to play that season. It's crazy. Well, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's, I guess, to, with the way things are going with all these players and their, and it's kind of comical because I watched uh, OJ Simpson put out a post the other day about these guys that are holding out. Oh, boy. And, hey, you know what? It was actually very logical. Now, cut that out. I mean, he was a very, lo- <laughs> very, very logical. Um, he he basically said, hey, you know, in my day, and JJ and I talked about it too, in my day, you don't, you know, you hold out for a couple million dollars, you might as well just plan on trying to find another job. If you hold out for whatever reason, you might as well go out and find another job. And OJ said, it was like the Dak Prescott thing. He said, Dak Prescott just turned down, you know, $30 million. Um, and because he wants $10 million more. He said, how much is too much? $30 million a year? That's a huge amount of money for somebody that hasn't proven anything yet. And... I had posted prior to that, Dak, you know, when I found out, he he turned down $30 a year for somebody that hasn't really done anything to get $30 a year. I mean, if anybody has made an example of who not to pay $30 million a year, it's Kirk Cousins. Because he's six years in the league and hasn't won shit. But yet he's, what, the second highest paid, right now the second highest paid quarterback out there. So Dak Dak Prescott to me is Alex Smith light because I'd rather have Alex Smith. Um, oh, me too, in a heartbeat. I mean, I would definitely take Alex Smith over him all day. Um, 
I would take Alex but Smith I also over a lot of guys. But I also wouldn't pay Alex Smith $30 million a year. And, of course, I would not pay Dak Prescott $30 million a year. So, the, the Cowboys are in a tough, tough spot. Like, I, if I were them, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Well, what's funny, what's weird about their situation is they got to pay a lot of it. They have to pay the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's very strange. Well, and that's not strange, I guess, because we went through that same situation. Well, I guess we still have to do that. We too, still have to do the we same have the thing. money. We have the money. We have the money, and we also have the players that are willing to say, okay, let's allow the team to stagger us to a situation that, yes, we're still going to get paid. We're going to be here long term, and we don't have to worry about it. We actually have players that want to be here, and oh, we're, we're never and we're never going to pay the running back. No, we're never going to pay. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane. We're not going to pay a running back fifteen million dollars a year. It's not ever going to happen. It's, it's stupid. It, it's stupid. It, it, the only time you're ever going to see something like that is if it is a player that can play six different positions. And is just an elite, elite talent in I mean, every position he plays. I mean, you take a look at take a look at Saquon Barkley. God, great he's talent. great, great talent. Great, great. You know what's going to happen to him this year? Oh yeah, he's going to be over. He's going to be overused. Yep. And in two years, he's going to probably be a shell of his former self, self. from now. Yeah. yeah, correct. And you want to pay that guy $15, 20000000 million a year? No, no. So that's no. who gets. They, those are the guys that are getting screwed in the NFL, and that's the reason why there could be. I hope it doesn't happen, but that's why there could be a work stoppage in the NFL after the 2020 season is specifically the running backs. That franchise tag kills them because it does. they're not getting, they're not getting contracts. They just aren't. No. I mean, and, and the whole thing is it, at one point, you know, running backs were the elite, you know, when the, the passing game wasn't what it is today, a running back like Emmett Smith or, you know, those guys back in those days, they, they did get paid um, for their time, you know, during that time, or for their time period, I should say. Um, but now, like you said, I mean, they're kind of a dime a dozen, and you can you can yank a running back out of anywhere, and especially in our offense, and say, okay, yeah. well, we got a guy that you know can run if he can't if he doesn't fumble the ball and can you know make himself skinny, then we're good. You know, um, that's what I like about Thompson is the fact that he can, he gets in between the tackles. He, he can take the outside cut. He can catch the ball downfield. Doesn't seem to fumble. Um, got speed. I mean, he's fast and it's, he's hard to tackle. You know, people always bitch about his size or anybody's size for that matter, but they're hard to tackle. A guy that little is hard to tackle because he can easily cut out of a big guy's, you know, he's elusive. He's elusive, elusive. very elusive. And, you know, you got some giant ass DB coming down on you and he can get by him fairly easily, you know, because he's, and and he's got that, the same thing that we talk about with Tyree kill and the same thing we talk about with Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins for that matter. He has the burst and the speed. And if you've got both of those things, you're going to survive not only survive, but you're going to excel in our offense. And that's what you got to have, especially with a quarterback like Mahomes, because yeah. you never know what the fuck he's going to do, but he's, you, I guarantee you somebody's going to get that ball. I mean, you know, they played base of base 
base of base offense yesterday, the little bit of time that he was in there. And like you said, as soon as Reed saw that Pittsburgh was blitzing every other fucking play, it's like, why keep your starter in there for, you know, to get hammered for no reason? And that, and that's bull jive. <laughs> they should not be, they should not be blitzing like that. Like, no. it, they, it, it, everybody knows in today's NFL, in the preseason, teams are just trying to run their plays. For the Pittsburgh to do that shit, I don't know if they have sour grapes over getting their like getting lit up last year at Pittsburgh uh, when Mahomes put up six tuds on them, but you know, <laughs> come on, like <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have corner blitzes, safety blitzes during the game <laughs> in a preseason game. <laughs> come on. So yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't know what Pittsburgh was trying to do there. They were doing things that teams usually don't do out of respect uh, during the preseason to let other offenses like try to like do their their shit. But we probably won't have to worry about that because we won't be playing them in the playoffs anyways because even if they make the playoffs, they probably won't get to the point where we're at. So Exactly, yeah. I mean, they're not going to make it that far. So um, what, Looking at the AFC West, who do you see? Give me your rundown of one, two, three, and four. Because I I'm probably have a different one right now than you do. And it's not out of spite. It's just out of pure, yeah. you know, vision right now. So, or well, my, we're, my we're, vision. We, we probably both <clears throat> agree on the Chiefs 1, Chargers 2. So, it's 3-4. I would put the Broncos at 3 just because of their defense. And um, I, I don't believe in Flacco. I don't think he had a really good run in the playoffs several years ago. He's not a good quarterback. Um, no, so I mean, yeah. no. Um, yeah. But they, their defense is still elite, and if they keep Chris Harris, they have Von Miller, um, they've got Chubb. They, that defense is good enough, and they have uh, the the Bears defense coordinator, uh, head coach. I can't uh, Fangio, right? Yeah. Um, so he, Vic Fangio, he, they they will have a really good defense, and they challenged us last year. Both times we played them, like their their defense, even without Fangio there, like just their defense was really good against us. Um, they were the game against Denver was close, obviously. Like or at Denver, I'm sorry. The the game at Kansas City that I was at um, wasn't as close, but it wasn't a blowout. So um, I think Denver probably finishes third, but the Raiders have a higher because they have greater weapons. Yeah, I mean, I I am struggling with the number two spot right now be, simply because they they're the Chargers right now seem to be dropping players like flies. And I look they at, lost a big they lost a big name. They did. Derwin they really James. Did. Oh my God, that's. that's I mean, Derwin James. Derwin James was so so good last year. He really um, was. You know, pass coverage, uh, blitzing. That guy is an absolute stud. I don't know when he's going to come back. I mean, he's going to miss at least probably half a season, it sounds like. Well, it sounds like he will. And, and, and it looks like um, it looks like he's um, uh, probably at least half the season. Also, um, somebody was I just noticed got hit or got hurt and – in preseason, how they set out probably for three months minimum. Um, God darn, who was it? Um, I want to say it was AFC West, um, but they said he was out for 
at least three months. So I'm trying to remember who the hell that was now, but it'll come to me in a few minutes. Um, but anyway, um, also, <clears throat> I wanted to um, I, I wanted to uh, mention that um, we had a loss in the NFL world, um, yes. and it's pretty um, pretty depressing when you think about it. And how he passed away um, is really rough. Uh, a motorcycle accident is not, you know, it happens constantly. Um, where I live, it's been, I mean, I won't ride a bike here. I rode my whole life and I will not, I refuse to get on a motorcycle in this, in this city. There's probably three to four people hit a week. Um, a lot of deaths from that. Um, it's just, uh, it's rough. So I wanted to say, you know, my heart goes out to Cedric Benson's family and um, yeah, and the young woman that died with him. We don't know all the circumstances behind how it happened. They think that maybe a little bit of, you know, speed was involved. It was 1030 at night. And what was strange to me, and I, I guess maybe it'll all come out later on, but the people in the mini, in the van, I guess it was a minivan that collided with his bike refused medical treatment in any way which to me that seems a little strange um it's a, well so i can <clears throat> i do actually have some education on this part of it so that's not uncommon um so that when the police investigate an accident they always are supposed to ask if you want medical treatment and if you were they have to write down if you refuse it because they they don't want to get in trouble so um i don't i don't think it's not necessarily anything nefarious like that they were oh we didn't want to get drug tested or something like that yeah um it's just they they didn't think they they were hurt um but you never know i mean i you know you don't know no you just you know. don't i it's mean it's just it's just sad it's just sad i you know, I, I've had a close, um, but my, well, my wife's friend from work, her husband a couple of years ago died in a motorcycle accident, um, right before Thanksgiving, it was on a Sunday afternoon, like in the middle of the day in a country road, there was like a one stop, uh, stop sign and somebody like some elderly lady blew it and hit him. Yeah. Um, it's just. I, I, motorcycles are—they're just bad. I mean, they're fun. I've never been on one, um, but there's no room for error. So if somebody hits you, you're you're in big trouble. And if you don't have a helmet on, you're probably not going to make it. Well, and that's the problem is that you know people—it's not always you know a lot of times you see ignorant people on motorcycles. The one thing that I don't agree with is lane splitting. I oh think God! That's, I hate that. Oh, you know, it's one oh, of the things. It's illegal in Cal. It happens it's actually, a lot. It happens in Chicago all the time on the expressways. It's insane. They do that all the time. Yeah, all the time. And it's legal. Weirdly enough, it's legal in California, and other states. It's not legal in Nevada, but yet there's so many California people that have moved here, especially over the last couple of years, since the Raiders were announced they were coming here. Um, that it's they they lane split here constantly. And like with my truck, um, I have a lifted excursion that's all decked out and got big ass mirrors on it. And I've had guys that have missed, I mean, I can't see them if they're lane splitting 
and we're on a highway that's you know it's bumper to bumper traffic and if you go to switch lanes and some bike comes flying up in between a semi and my truck i'm not going to see him and if i go to switch lanes or that semi moves over a little bit whatever the reason is they're done and i just think it's just a huge mistake i stopped riding bikes years ago when i watched a guy die in front of me and i've yet to get back on i mean i've ridden a couple of times since i moved here uh just around the block and things like that you know with my business i ended up with a couple of motorcycles but um i i would never ride one like people ride here to go back and forth to work they they ride him for whatever and i just i refuse to do that um but anyway uh i just wanted to say that because i think it's rough um, no it's i mean it's, dude he's 36 i'm 40 you're like 74 fuck off um, <laughs> but seriously <laughs> no i mean 36 is really young and it puts your life in your perspective. I, I remember the day he was drafted by the Bears because, you know, I live in Chicago. Yeah. So, so was a Chiefs fan back then. But I was at a Lifetime Fitness. And I remember the... Was, Were you working there? You, it, it, no, I was uh, working... Uh, <laughs> <I was laughs> believe it or not, I was working out. <laughs> back then I worked out. I was in my 20s, man. Get out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I was working there, I'd probably be in better shape. In a little bit. And it would have been free. It's expensive. Um, but I was there, and I, I, you know, it's funny what you remember. I remember the Bears drafted him, I think, fourth overall. And it was the same day, I think Clemens, like, won his 300th game against the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees were in town to play the Cubs at Wrigley for the first time, I think, in, since they had won the World Series. So, or played in the World Series. So, it was, it was worth seeing that. I was like, holy shit, Cedric Benson, like, 36. I didn't... I didn't immediately think accident. I was like, did he like, did he have cancer? Did he have a heart attack? Like, and then when I saw 36, I'm like, that's really young. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, just it's sad. Uh, it is. It's, it's a horrible thing. And the, especially after what they announced and how it happened and what somebody had seen um, when they arrived on the scene, the, one of the police officers, it's uh, how they described um, what they came up on really was just horrific um oh so i i didn't I, you know you were the one that told me because you know i'm i'm always behind on everything when i'm doing a million different things but it was actually twitter like twitter like sometimes yeah i don't know if you ever see it like twitter just like it'll send you a notification like yeah, yeah 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 so i saw that i was like oh shit well i hadn't even been on this morning you know really and and uh you know when you had told me that, I went, holy crap. So then I looked at it and uh, read some articles about it. And it was just, man, it's horrific what the guy went through. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but anyway, um, so I guess it's about that time. What do you think? Um, I think we need to announce the winner. I think we do too. And um, we had, you know, it was it, it was a thing that we, we told everybody, you know, DM you and myself. And, um, weirdly enough, it, we got some, we, you know, we, we got some people that were out of state and that made it a little more difficult, but, um, anyway, uh, I think we've got a winner. Um, and the winner is at KU fan for life. She gets to go to 
next week's game with some uh, tickets donated by your buddy here, DJ. Yes. Um, go ahead. I'll let it, you. Yeah, it's uh, it's the it's section uh, one sixteen, I believe, uh, row seventeen, seats three and four. Um, I will DM um, the winner um, to get their information. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. They're good seats. Uh, last year, I sat there and saw Mahomes do do some of his first well his first magic um, at Arrowhead when he should have been sacked like three or four times by the 49ers uh, ironically they're playing them or coincidentally they're playing them this week and he threw that pass to I think it was Connolly uh, in the back right of the end zone right by our seat so they're they're good seeds yeah 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 that's awesome man. Yeah. so yeah. um you know, no run, don't don't run onto the field. Don't do that. No, and also, <laughs> <laughs> I want to point this out. The winner is the winner, so that's great. Now, if for some reason this winner cannot go, for whatever reason, we're going to find that out beforehand, and then we are going to draw again, and the tickets will go back out, and we'll announce it on Twitter. The winner does have to announce that they won on Twitter. And they also have to take a picture of the tickets and themselves at the game and put that on Twitter as well. That's something that is a requirement, period. Um, if for some reason this winner cannot go, we will redraw. But as it stands right now, KU Chiefs fans or KU fan for life is the winner. And um, we will let them know at the uh, at the end of the show, and we'll go from there. Um, what? Uh, give me your prediction for the season as far as win-loss, just regular season, and then I want to know your uh, prediction for um, who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Hmm. All right. So I think, uh, you know, we were 12-4 and four last year. I think I looked at the schedule. I'm, I'm – I'm thinking 13 and three, okay. um, which I think is reasonable based on the type of team that we have. Uh, the defense is better. Uh, the offense, believe it or not, can be better. And so I think we could go 13 and three. I, you know, when I looked at the schedule last year before the season, I was, I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's a, that's a tough schedule. Like how the, we're yeah. going to have to, we got to start out on the road against the chargers and then go to Pittsburgh, where we haven't won in 30 years. And then we get a, you know, 49 hours, that's fine. Then we got to play the Jags, Patriots, blah, blah, blah. I thought there's a good chance we could have a losing record after. I think, you know, Sam Elger, I think, had us at 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven for the season last yeah, year. Yeah, like the, there prediction. was – yeah, he had us really low. Yeah. Um, I told I told my wife, I'm like, don't be surprised if we go to the 49ers game week three and we're down – we're 0-2. I thought that was realistic. That could have happened. And lo and behold, we weren't. So 13-3, I think, is going to get us the number one spot in the AFC. I think we do go to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think the team that we play in the Super Bowl will be the Saints. I think you're right. Um, as far as the Saints, I am going to go with um, 
It's something that I have posted numerous times, and I think we can do it, but I'm not going to say this because it is somewhat unrealistic to a degree, and it really depends on where we stand week 14, week 15, week 16. But um, I'm going to go 14 and 2, and I definitely see us going to the Super Bowl, and I agree with you. It's going to be a Chief Saints Super Bowl with us winning um, this year. Um, but I am not going to rule out the fact that we um, we we can run the table. Um, if there's a team out there right now, and I'm saying this with the anticipation that we are a minimum of a top 25 defense, um, which I think we're going to be probably top 20. But I'm going to say, you know, with with that expectation, you know we are definitely going to be able to score 30-plus points a game. And I think our defense is actually going to help us tremendously with the additions that we've made, um, with the change of scheme, and uh, the fact that our D.C. is now a respected D.C. that Andy Reid will listen to, and it'll help a lot with time management and clock management. Um, or clock management, I should say. So I see, I see a fourteen and two season minimum coming our way. So we will, uh, we will touch back on this particular one, um, you know, at the end of the season, and then we'll we'll go from there. Um, just a quick note: uh, Mayox uh, sends strong message to AB with Antonio Brown absent against from practice. Mayock drew a clear line for the wide receiver. It's time for him to be all in or all out. <laughs> I'm going to continue to fucking preach it because I'm telling you guys, I said it a long time ago and I'll say it again. I did not think he was going to play one game with the Raiders. Well, see, that makes it more likely that I'm right about who finishes third in the AC West. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just... <laughs> So everybody knows, too, uh, October 6th, right? Yeah. October 6th, we are going to be at the game, Sunday night game. Against um, the Colts. Against the Colts. And um, we're going to do a podcast after the game. After the game, we are going to do a podcast. Right after. We get back to the hotel. We get, well, we got to get back to the hotel. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we we're going to drive, and then we're going to do it. We're not going to yeah. drive. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah no. don't, do, don't no. drive and podcast at the same time. It's dangerous. Correct. And it's pretty hard to uh, mount the mic on the dashboard. So that's what she uh, said. Um, <laughs> giggity. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but yes, it's going to be a good time, and um, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we meet some of the uh, the people that we talk to all the time on Twitter. And yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we'll go from there. But uh, just want to let everybody know we are going to be there. We're going to do a show right immediately after we get out of the car. And walk into the hotel. We're going to plug everything in and go. So, um, anyway, with that being said, I think it's uh, I think it's about that time. What do you think? Yeah. So, it's, it's, a, it's a, we're on to the 49ers. We're on to the 49ers. Um, with and they're not going to have D Ford. Um, nope. <laughs> so that's shocking. Uh, that's a shocking yeah, thing. That's a shock. Yeah, that's a shock. Um, he got his check. So. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I would say uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and um, 
Peace out. Peace out. Keep all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required. Our homes today are like little cities full of different internetic boroughs, like the entertainment district in the living room or the virtual fitness center in the garage. And Xfinity Internet keeps it all running smoothly with reliable speed to power all your devices at once. You get coverage around town from the financial district home office to the spa. Xfinity Internet keeps your little city humming with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Find great offers and value today from Xfinity. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY to learn more. Restrictions apply.